Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 94 of Comic Book Queer's Legacy. I am Brett, and I am joined by my co-host, Evil Jeff. Hi, Evil. Hi. Hey, girl. Um, I'm very excited for this episode because it's the kind of episode I don't think we've ever done. We're just going to dive into one single comic book. Yeah, and uh, if you don't know what comic it is, then you've never listened to us before. Yeah, then welcome I, to the <laughs> first episode of Comic Book Quiz Legacy. Because it's pretty obvious what we've been, we've been, we've been anticipating this for like a year, almost. I mean, when was it announced that this, that, that this comic was coming out? Uh, it was a while ago. I don't know if it was a year, but it was with those weird teasers um, of just black type on white background, something about a dominant species. Then we had a teaser that just said Hickman. Oh, Lord. Uh, but here we are. Hickman's X-Men is now a thing. House of X, number one. All right. Let's do this. We're going to just... On three? <laughs> on three. Okay, ready? One, two, three. Loved, Loved it. it. And I was very wary that i wasn't going you to like were it. ready to hate it you were this close to hating it before it even came out i could still hate it at any second <laughs> but do you think you're gonna right now i'm very excited i'm very happy and this is the thing about this book is that this feels like the way grant morrison dropped the mic with new X-Men, this does feel like that. This is like, this is a brand new, this is the new big thing for the X-Men. True, true. Even the way he picked up the mic, I remember reading that first page of Morrison's first issue, which was Cyclops and Wolverine um, pretty much laying the killing blow onto a Sentinel and Cyclops saying to Wolverine, hey, Wolverine, you could probably stop doing that now, which was very meta and very clear at the time we're doing things differently and not since that page have i felt this feeling yeah this is uh and it's also i it's kind of genius the way uh the way hickman is going about house of x and that he then is having powers of 10 and i realize what he's doing and i'm just predicting this is that this is i'm recommending that my boyfriend start reading it because I was like, you can start from the... This is like starting from the ground up. Like, this is a perfect place to start reading. You can absolutely start now. Absolutely. There's no need to read anything prior to this. You'll, you'll get it all. And I, uh, But here's the layer thing. layer four you're missing, but it's well, fine. I think any of that layer of like, wait, what's the history? What's the meaning? I think that's what Powers of Ten is going to do. Because Powers Absolutely. of the Ten is going to go into the past, the present, the future. So I think anything you're like, well, who are these people? What's going on? Powers of Ten is going to go into all of that. Absolutely. The other thing that Powers of Ten is going to do is going to reframe what we see in House of X so that it's uh, we see it differently. Yes. I think that when we read Powers of Ten next week, we're going to look back at House of X number one and be like, oh, oh, that's what that is. And it looks like there's a specific... They don't come out the same week, do they? 
No, they alternate. But did it look like it was saying that some were you were supposed to read in certain orders? The order was the alternating order. It had the dates. It was very much like HP, HP, HP. But but some of them were in red. Some of them were highlighted in red. Yeah. Not in gray. And I want to know what that's about. But it looked like some of them. Wait, was it always just all alternating? It looked like some were supposed to be read back to back. Luckily, he's got all the charts and graphs you'd want in the issue. That's the other interesting thing is he's fucking making charts. There are charts and yeah, right. You're so right. It's house powers, house powers, powers, house, house, powers, house, powers, house, powers. But then do they come out in that order? That's the order they come out. Oh, okay. All right. That was I was like, you think I'm going to wait a week and not read one? (laughs) Please. It's every consecutive week, but it's not always house powers, house powers. Got it. In the middle, it's powers, powers, house, house. Okay. I this he sets up the story. He's not telling anything, but then we keep going to these dossiers. I love me a dossier. I love me a dossier. That's give explaining me all the things. background exposition. And uh, don't be cute about it. Just give it to me. Yeah. So that's how I am with sex. But how how are we going to talk about this? There's so much to dig into. Are we going to go in? We're order? going page by page, sweetie oh, pie. Jesus Christ. Okay. We're going to go page by page, and All then right. we are going to give broad speculation at the end. How about that? Okay. Well, let's 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 start. So I was very anxious about what that first page was going to be. I talked about the value of the first page of Morrison's run to me. This one did not disappoint. So we've got our first first page, which is just type on a white background that says humans of the planet Earth. While you slept, the world changed. Professor X. So already we're like, oh, okay, buckle up, everybody. Shit's going to be different. Yeah. Just like Morrison said. But then now this the first three pages, two pages. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I Red. have two things I want to compare. So uh, the page is we see these organic translucent pods big enough to fit a person. Then we pan out and we see Krakoa. We see this beautiful tree with these purple lights. We see a figure staring up at it as very godlike beams of light come down from it. The figure is bathed in the central beam of light. Okay, already very religious then we see people crawling out it's not of people. those pods it's two specific people it's scott and gene yeah it's absolutely cyclops and gene gray and they wind up with others at the feet of xavier wearing his cerebro helmet that we've seen so already i'm like okay god has just birthed adam and eve in the garden of eden scott and gene being Adam and Eve of the X-Men, we already are like religion, 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 religion. And this can is we just very talk much about, Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, PayPal. Can we talk about how gay Professor X is standing in this picture? Super gay. He's very menacing. You can't see his eyes, which is always very untrustworthy. He's, ve- he's, he's wearing a black all black. Body suit. He's very evil. He's the bad guy. The other thing this reminds me of, I said there were two, is 2001 A Space Odyssey, 
where you've got the black monolith in the middle with all of the apes crawling towards it, Mm. ready to evolve into the next stage of life. After the apes in 2001 engage with the monolith or see the monolith, they learn how to use tools. What was the first thing it reminded you of? God, just religion? The Bible, Adam and Eve. You're missing a third. Adam and Eve and 2001 A Space Odyssey. There's another thing. What? The, ma- the Matrix. The Matrix. Interesting. Because it's all everyone, the, the world that they live in isn't what they really think is going on. They're actually in these pods. Incredible. I'm not saying. They break out. I'm not saying that's what's going on. I'm just saying they're. All I'm saying is they. And this does not say whether this is in the future. It does not say whether this is in the past. When did this happen? I have to think it's after Xavier said, while you slept, the world changed. So, so I think some time went by since we last is this checked like, in it, with our merry band of mutants. Is this invasion of the body snatchers where these are just pod people? Like oh, all those God. X-Men aren't the real X-Men? What's happening? That was the other thing that popped in my head. Invasion of the body snatchers. Donald Sutherland. I mean, pod people. I mean, are these even the real X-Men? I know what there's so much that needs to be explained, especially with and here's, the thing. And I don't know when that first few panels happened. So it's it's very it's very like is this something that's to come? But you were saying you think that this has already happened, and now as this starts, this because how much time do you think has passed since the end of Uncanny X Men, and now? I've heard it feels like a internet, year. It feels like a year. I've heard past. five months. Oh, five months. Oh, okay. That may, yeah. but it definitely like a lot of time has passed. Time has passed and time has passed. Um, the other thing this reminds me of, I'm going to bring this up now because no visual reminds me of it so much as this opening visual of Xavier is the maker, the evil Reed Richards yes. from the ultimate universe who came into our universe, who Hickman wrote. Yeah. It's the same damn thing. I mean, how do we know this isn't just the maker creating clones? People I, are like, wouldn't they recognize his chin? Guys, it's the maker. He stretches. He can stretch his fucking chin to look like Xavier. Come on. I, oh. well, yeah. It could be so many, at this point, it could be a million different things. Uh,. But that's but only on we'll page get to, two. We'll get to the Fantastic Four in a minute because that's my favorite part of this is the way the Fantastic Four is playing into this. Absolutely. All right. So then we get we the, turn the page, we get our title splash, and we start to see this kind of weird coded language that the X Men we will later find out have created, based, I believe, in the language of Krakoa, made public by Cipher. We'll get to that. And now the next page we see, this is the teaser that was sent to us without any text. Uh, this one, this image had been released a couple months ago. And we were guessing, where is all of this? And we did, we corrected, we correctly assumed it was the moon and Mars. Yep. Uh, but now we realize what is going on. These are flowers from Krakoa and they're being planted everywhere because these flowers are portals. They're creating gateways and habitats. Yeah. 
their portals and stations. And they have one in D.C., the Savage Land, Mars, uh, Westchester, right where they uh, where Xavier's place Mansion. used to be, uh, and then Jerusalem, which Xavier's place, his place, his one bedroom apartment on the Upper East Side. You shut up. Um, well, it's but it's not there. Isn't wasn't it blown up? And I thought it was oh, moved to Central many, Park. Twenty one times. Yeah, so oh is God. there is there really anything there? What's it's there? Westchester. It's the it's the home of the X Men. Okay, and then Jerusalem. That's loaded. Uh, <laughs> loaded. And uh, and then they show you that it's planted, and then a few weeks pass, and it's formed into this huge kind of uh, plant-like habitat. Yes, the characters we see planting, I, we're, we're getting pretty classic, but we're respecting the newer. We got Colossus, we got Storm, we got Nightcrawler, we got Armor, we got Beast, we got Kitty and Lockheed, by the way. Um, we've got a Stepford Cuckoo, and that takes us to Jerusalem, which then grows into a habitat. And then we approach, uh, it looks like um, they're about to do a meeting, and here's these amba- amba- ambassadors. I don't know why I was saying Ambassadors. These ambassadors It's all of the embalmers. And it looks like it's, they're from China, the U.S., Russia? France. Was there a U.S. In the there? script, In the script, I believe there's a French ambassador. Is it just three? Oh, no, there's a few of them. Okay. There's an interesting line here, which really sticks out like a sore thumb, which is one of the ambassadors saying, what's that old saying? Appearing to be one thing while actively being another? Um, eh, 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 eh. Yeah. <laughs> Could that be more? It will apply to this group of ambassadors later on. However... I think we're making a bolder, bigger statement about this run. And also, I just want to say the storytelling here is very strong, where he's he's showing by, he's describing plot through action. And even here, which is a little expository, it makes sense that these ambassadors are coming and, and they're starting to negotiate with each other. And they're not just being like, all right, so this is what's happening and this is what's happening. They're literally just talking as they would and we're starting to gleam things together. It doesn't make all perfect sense, but then that's why he hands us the dossier. It starts to give us context. Yes. We start to get context from their conversation and their conversation is very much reactions to this thing that Hickman wants us to start to know about. So it is an explanation, it's reaction, and that's good storytelling, my friend J.H. Yeah. And you can already see some of the ambassadors, because uh, it looks like Xavier want. Did, did they bring up the, the drugs in this conversation? They do, they do. Yeah, so there's three drugs. A drug that can extend a human's life for about five years. A drug that can cure all mental illness. I, it seemed like illnesses of the mind. So I'm assuming like dementia, Alzheimer's. Is that what they're talking about? Not sure. And then the last one, it's like a powerful adaptive antibiotic. So it's an yeah. antibiotic that can't be like, oh, this antibiotic doesn't work against this strain anymore. 
And it looks like they're all created. So Krakoa, I want to know, how come no one realized Krakoa could do all this before? Well, he couldn't. And it, it brings up something. I, I, I have a question. How did Krakoa evolve this much? My first thought is, is Mr. Sinister involved? Or is this right. the maker? Somebody has fucked with Krakoa for sure. Yeah. Interesting. Um, there's a quote here. He says, you're not going to quote Sun Tzu, are you? So immediately we're, we're, we're told this is about war. That's, you know, Sun Tzu is the art of war. Um, so immediately we're like, okay, this we're getting to a human mutant war. And we feel the stakes. We feel them. Something yeah. big is happening. Global. And people are like, we, the globe is like, we have to deal with this. There's no choice. He made us an offer we couldn't refuse. And who shows up at the gate? But two of the cuckoos. Because the th- is the third so, one still gone? What happened with No, that? we have all five now. You have all five? The three that were alive, and Esme and Sophie are back. Wait, but I thought... I thought one of... But wait, but there was the whole thing with Gabby, right? That failed. Esme and Sophie died. Right. So, so we don't know how they're back then. We don't know how they're back, but we okay. get our first direct reference to resurrection. Um, I'm thinking back to those pods. Do we? Does Sinister have their DNA on file? Did Xavier find a way to recreate all of these mutants? Oh, is that why they're all alive? Because you know what? Is this that is, why Scott has two eyes? Hold up. This is me being dumb. This is my first one is the two that show up are the two dead ones. It's just, it just occurred to me that I'm so stupid. Yes. It didn't no, even, yes. I didn't and even, it didn't even register. So that's, that's our first, what the fuck? It's Esme and Sophie. It's the They're two dead. dead ones show up. That's crazy. But here's the other thing. It's them. Hickman, it's them. Because Sophie says, I'm thinking of, ch- of changing my human name. So this is Sophie. This is Miss Wannabe, a superhero Sophie from Morrison's Run. The thing that got her killed. And then it's Esme who basically says like, to her stupid... Yeah, yeah. She thinks Sophie is naive. Like, this is them. It's their personalities. It's their personalities. And then Magneto shows up. It, it, all pale and tragic. <laughs> Give me a good clue reference. Yeah, here's Magneto. And that's the thing is we're starting to learn. Is this, this is the first time we're seeing a world. There's always been a time where Magneto comes to Xavier's side and they're on the same side. This is the first time we're really seeing a world where Xavier has gone to Magneto's side. It kind of feels like the perfect hybrid. This, as we'll learn at the end. Yeah is very much Magneto saying, we are the dominant species now. Yeah. But Xavier is like, hey, but there's a benefit for you. We can still kind of coexist. Here's these three miracle drugs that do these wonderful things. So it ain't that bad, right? Which kind of feels worse. Yeah, because he's still wanting, because the new thing that Xavier never wanted is full separation. Which is the interesting thing here is that Cyclops was like, I was wrong. All of that stuff was wrong. It was wrong. And now it seems like it's back. It's back to that. Yeah. At least Xavier and Magneto seemed, and Scott's going along with it. Absolutely. 
Magneto's in white. Yeah, and I like his line here where they're like, Magneto, and he goes, please, ambassador is fine. Ambassador is Ambassador. Ambassador. So Magneto's in white, a side typically associated with the side of the angels, and I mean that both as good guys and as a religious thing. And it also reminds us of the Cullen Bunn uncanny X-Men run, where it was him and Psylocke and Sabretooth, where they were deadly and proactive. Yeah. A lot of associations with this white costume. And uh, which leads us to the first dossier. The Flowers of Krakoa. And here it is. It's like, you're reading it like, what the fuck is going on? And then you're like, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's actually very clear. And it just explains to you the three drugs that Krakoa can make. And then it also explains that Krakoa, the flowers, create gateways, habitats. Here's the one that I did not understand, the no place. Yes, the weird, tumorous no place. So one thing about Krakoa and the flowers is we're really starting to get the X-Men as this separate sovereign nation. Not only have they created their own language, they've created their own economic resource. So they've got this flowers of Krakoa. Um, how did he? How did Krakoa even evolve this much? Sinister. Um, these no place flowers. Dun dun dun. Like cue foreshadowing music, right? Like this is what we're going to use to escape Xavier, maybe. But it says that Krakoa doesn't know where they go. They separate from the collective consciousness that is Krakoa, and I have to think if Krakoa is a collective consciousness that can like just knows where everything is at all times. So does Xavier. Yeah. So in order to escape, I'll say Xavier, somebody's going to have to create a no place, this tumorous privacy. Well, if a privacy is likened to a tumor, by the way. And all I know is that all of this is, I just know that this is all somehow leading to storm Iceman Kitty, Bishop, and Emma Frost being pirates, being pirates and being like, uh-uh, I ain't doing this shit. I ain't, no, <laughs> I ain't dealing with no, no place. All right, I'm so glad you brought that up because I, I'm so glad you brought that up because I wanted to bring this up. So, no places. It says they are non-natural occurrences in Krakoa, which means that something external is creating these needs tumors. to be the thing to create it. Okay. So, We've met this girl. We'll meet her probably next scene. The green girl. Who Jean is with. Okay. Later, when, when they're announcing names that are coming through the portal, they mention so-and-so is Fauna. I have to think that green girl is Fauna. Yeah. Going to the script that was in the back of the issues that we had, Fauna's introductory paragraph is redacted. Oh, so is it cro- it's crossed out so you can't even read it's it? It's crossed out. Now, the ah. other thing I want to bring up in terms of these these teams that we know this these books are leading to. Girl, I'm about to blow your mind. Black Tom Cassidy. Mondo. Fauna. They all have the ability to kind of sort of interact with let alone control plants. Okay. Are they going to be necessary weapons to fight Krakoa? 
Um, I think I think the real thing of who Fa- I know who Fauna really is. She is actually going to grow up and be the Jolly Green Giant. Ho <laughs> <laughs> ho ho! Ho ho ho! Um, <laughs> She's Sprout. <laughs> oh, Sprout! That's right. I forgot about Sprout. So cute. <laughs> All right, so here's where we learn that only mutants can enter the gateways and a human can if they're accompanied and approved by another mutant. Thanks, Jean. And Jean's in her old school costume. So Jean takes Fauna and the others through the portal. By the way, Sean Cassidy Banshee is there as well. Alive. Alive and looking great. Uh, Jean says probably the most disturbing no, no no I'm sorry Jean says something and it leads to what I think is the most disturbing scene in the whole book um, that hairy guy's name is Logan cut to Logan smiling and laughing playing with children something is not right yeah something is definitely wrong here what is that well, I think it's also just interesting that we have character. And that's the thing is, I don't, <clears throat> Rosenberg did not just, I don't think he just randomly like, I'm going to kill these characters and then Hickman's just going to ignore it. I think they both were in cahoots. And I think all these people that are back from the dead, there is a reason and it's going to be explained, which makes uh, it Hickman all said- more om- ominous. You know what I mean? Oh, Hell, Hickman said to Rosenberg, you need to kill a ton of characters because we need to make the resurrection that much weirder. Yeah, yeah. It's all for a reason, which is of so funny is. that everyone's getting angry at Rosenberg when I'm like, bitches. Dumb. Dummies. Hickman dummies. and the editors were in on all of this. But Xavier is just... He's just like, I will say at this point, though, it would be a fun twist for Xavier not to be a bad guy because he's just so clearly a bad guy. (laughs) And I still don't know. He looks older. Is he Phantom X? Is he in Phantom X's body? Or is he is this part of one of the resurrections? Maybe, maybe. Um, In the script. It says that at this moment, Jean waves her hand as if to say, is this real? And Xavier says something about, I understand your apprehension. Jean is apprehensive. She's not trusting it. She's not. Jean is apprehensive for sure. Yeah. There's, there's not a 100% trust there. So... Um, that is not reflected in the final book. Yeah. I'll say. Well, I think that's because they're probably taking things out to make it not to give everything away. You know, they don't want to reveal all their cards. But he sure uh, does say, welcome home, Gene. We're all safe here, cult. Then we have, you sound like a cult leader. <laughs> then we have uh, another dossier that's just a map of Krakoa. Where is Certain Krakoa? areas. Where is it? Oh, it's check check oh, the right no, side it's, bottom it's, of the map. <laughs> it's close to Indonesia. It's close to Australia, New Zealand. Yeah. Okay. 
It's a Pacific Island. There you go. And now we get to humans fighting back. So an interesting thing here is we, we, this looks like this is like a, this thing is like very close to the sun. This ship that we cut to a ship very close to the sun. It seems like a, the coloring is so beautiful on this page. B Icarus. I see you too close to the sun there. Better be careful. Mm -hmm. Don't burn those wings. And, so uh, we get to a, a human organization called Orcus on a ship or station called the Forge. So my immediate question is, did Forge build this? Yeah. Also, my question is, okay, there is one character that I know I've recognized before that we'll get to. But are do we recognize any of these other characters I don't know. I think they're deep cuts. If anything, I don't. Um, okay, I didn't know I if there was anything that. obvious to you. Nothing it obvious. Looks like no. This one is like a married couple. Yeah, yeah. Because the, there's I one agree. guy in the base ship. This other girl lands in the main ship. She just takes her helmet off. She's very cavalier, and he's like, "That's why we don't have kids." Like, hey So there's like a little relationship thing going. She's in like, there. "That's not why." like your sperm don't work your sperm don't work um so they are uh humans who are living on the forge hey did you notice that this thing is built on one of the planet killers that tony stark built in hickman's avengers run to help put a shield around the world right i mean i didn't read that run so i will believe you it is. <laughs> but what they do with it is so X-Men. But before we get there, hey, one of Evil Jeff's favorite characters. Kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, Karima. It's Karima Shapantar. Omega Sentinel. There the she is. Most useless character. But that's the thing is, wasn't she a, f she was a friend of the X-Men? She sure was. Um, so she's obviously been reprogrammed, but she's still got some of her sass left. Yeah. And it just looks like that there is an event that happened with Krakoa and all of this stuff and the drugs and the flowers. And this basically started this protocol to build this protection. Yeah, I mean, the mutants made their power play. And you know, this this is such a broad headline about this issue and you and I being members of a marginalized class can relate. The marginalized class has now decided to become the ruling class. And this is the former ruling class's reaction. Yes. Now, but here's the interesting thing and we will find this in a later dossier. They, if this is being set up that they are not the minority class for long. In 20 years, mutants will overtake humans in population. Which is amazing. Because I'm sick of this. Mutants are almost dying. And which I kind of love. Rosenberg is like, we have a, uh, we have a, what's it called? A vaccine. And there's going to be no more mutants. 
I love that they introduced that. So you're like, oh, there's going to be no more mutants again. That's what it's going to. And then it was just, it's literally the opposite. It was like, oh, I love that. And they said it would have happened by now if not for Cassandra Nova's Genosha. Yes, it would have already happened. They would have taken over. Um, So we pan out on the station and what do we see? It's Master Mold, right? It's Master Mold, and in the script, it's called Mother Mold. Now, I have a question. I don't like that. It sounds gross. Did Master... The last time I remember seeing Master Mold was being sent through the Siege Perilous with Rogue. Where, that's when he became Bastion. That's when he became... Ba- okay. Right? So where... Yeah, where Nimrod is, and Master Mold sent through the Siege Perilous became Bastion. So where... Where is this Master Mold come from? Well, no. Hey, Cassandra Nova. Oh, the opening of Morrison's X Men. Right. So this is that then. Yeah, man. Okay. All right. I got In it. Bolivia. Yes. Right. It's all coming. It's all coming it's back all coming to me back, now. All coming back to me now. Uh, we did a superhero sketch based on that song once. It might. <laughs> So then we find out about this human organization, Orcus, and it's basically made up of every other human organization from the Marvel but Universe. It's pretty creepy. Big, like, oh, it's shit. Just, this is creepy, though, because it's it's good organizations and evil organizations to working together. United as humans against mutants. Yeah, it's fucked up. Because we have aim, shield, strike, sword, alpha flight, hammer, armor, and hydra. Hydra! They're the worst. They're the literal worst. But I love the fact that he is like he he puts in like how what percentage each one is is contributing to this this cabal. I know I, cheap ass Hydra. I know, but I just love the detail that Hickman is going into with this shit. He is not fucking around. I will even say this: look at the percent. Like so, the the number one investor is Aim. The character suits who we just met are modified aim suits. That's the detail we're talking about. Yeah. And now we're seeing, and then the next one you kind of see, uh, kind of like uh, who who who's working on this. And I didn't recognize any of the people, except for Karima. Yeah, me neither. But here's where it starts talking about the changes that have happened that caused them to be on alert and that the X gene actually that more and more and more and more people are just being born as a mutant. Like it's it's just spiked out of control. And that's great. Charles Xavier buys a pharmaceutical company. Yeah, he's no dummy. Yeah. Yeah, and so, and now they've established the nation of Krakoa. So this is, uh, you know, that was, it was like the, the, the opening, what do I, I wanted to do the opening serve. I'll do a tennis uh, analogy. <laughs> You've lost me. What? This is Xavier's like opening serve oh for sure his um opening move opening if this were move. a chess yes. match to yes. use a very cliched analogy that's why i chose tennis because i'm original 
Because <laughs> you're original. That's why you lost me. I was like, I don't understand new things. I don't know what tennis is. Okay. I know what I know what Mystique Toad and Sabretooth are, though. Up to no good. But here's the thing, is it looks like they're working for Xavier, right? I mean, it's it's mutants versus humans now. Yeah, I, it's like, literally, like there's AIM no... And Hydra, I mean, just, yeah, S.H.I.E.L.D. and Hydra are together. There's no, uh, yeah, all the all the mutants are together. There's no bad mutants, good mutants. It's all just bad mutants now. <laughs> so they're stealing data from damage control. Is that my understanding? Um, yes. And damage- Did they also steal the, the weapon that's indicated in the chart here? I think they the Soul's were- Hammer? I think they were just because no, they're not holding anything. I think they're just getting the yeah, data. Yeah, it's just the data. And this is where shit gets good. They're about to escape, but Sabretooth, he's a little too lively because they were it was supposed to be a black ops mission. He's a little too lively killing people. And, oh, he's got to go pop off. Yeah, and so here comes uh, Johnny Storm and the thing. And they all start to battle it out. Fantastic Four. Huh. X-Men and Fantastic Four as the center? Huh. Huh. What two huh. Uh, people need to be introduced into the Marvel Universe? X-Men, Fantastic Four? Hmm. Huh. I think this is a whole setup of like what... I think this is how they're going to do the movies. Oh, every comic book is a setup of the movies now. We'll talk about the history of the Marvel Universe next week. Okay. Right. Calm down, Brett. Jesus. It's all about the movies. Ah! But, uh, so, of course, they're escaping into a gateway. But before they get into that, we see damage control. And this is where you find out that when Reed left the planet and when Tony Stark was dead, all of yes. their shit basically went up for grabs. And now, and now Xavier wants to get wants to take it all back and get it out of the hands of the dangerous humans. He wants to get them. It belongs in a museum. Do you are these things that have all been referenced before? These weapons that has like Soul's Hammer, Soul's Anvil, the Bridge, Iron Man Mark Five, Iron Man Mark Six. Are these specific things that you know what they are? Yes, um, Soul's Hammer and Soul's Anvil are very much Hickman creations. Um, the rest of them, I'm not sure. I mean, the marks, obviously, sure. Rescue. What, what is Man. Soul's hammer and anvil? I'm not clear. I remember it being a Hickman thing. I had to go back and do some research. Crazy. Then we go back to Magneto and the Cuckoos. And this, and this is, is where we learned that the X-Men created their own language. How else are you going to create a distinct culture? So they've got their own geography, their own economy, and their own language. And this is where it started to become clear for me, is that every mutant, when they enter, it's downloaded into their brain, this language. And this is the first thing where I was like, oh, why are they, what are these gateways for? And I realized these gateways are for other mutants to get the fuck out of human places. Absolutely. And vice versa for yeah. mutants to show up at human yeah. places. Yeah. But I think it's them being like, Hey, you a mutant. You don't like 
human world fucking running this gateway, bitches. I mean, they basically created a mutants-only global transit system. Subway. Are you gonna um, take the are you, are you gonna take the the N or the or the or the L? Which what do I take to get to Jerusalem? Do I take the L or the N? <laughs> um, and then we see we see some like how their habitat is like all encompassing and impressive. We see both Zorns. But I want to get to page. 33. Oh, that's right. It's both Zorns. So the other Zorn is alive. Everyone's alive. Everybody. Everyone is alive. Uh, end of page 33 is where Magneto says, The island you see is ours and ours alone. Man is not welcome there. So basically they're saying you're in this holding zone. You cannot come on Krakoa because humans are not allowed. This is the first time where it's like, boom. It's not like, oh, we want our own place. It's literally like humans. You can never even come. This is only for us. We are completely segregated, separated. Yeah, this is where the sovereignty of this nation, the extreme sovereignty of this nation. Um, not that I would accuse Israel of being this extremely sovereign, but this is where I really was. I was like, oh, they're in Jerusalem for a reason yeah so we then cut back to the fantastic four fight there they are mystique toad and Sabretooth running through the gateway but before Sabretooth can do it boom uh visible woman traps him in a uh a little invisible box he's basically a mime like right in front of a kirkoa portal and they're holding him there, and then who walks out to negotiate his release but Cyclops? The Charmer. Hey, buddies. Hey, guys. How you doing? It's just ah. me, little old Scott. I'm and just this, here for a little visy viz This feels very Stepford Wives. I am terrified of like, this Cyclops. <laughs> like, Cyclops is like, hi. Hey, like, he's brainwashed. Like, this is... Like, it's still Cyclops, but there's, like, it's creepy. He's evil. It's um, creepy in that Cyclo- what we know about Cyclops, we go back to Avengers. Versus- when we see Cyclops and Reed have a fundamental disagreement about Sabretooth, you're think- you think, because this is what happened last time, the next thing is Cyclops' optic blast. Yeah. And they pause... And they stare at each other, and Scott says, Whoa, all right, well, hey, if we can't solve this now, we'll just try again another time, all right, buddies? And I'm terrified to my soul. Yeah. And Sabretooth is like, what the fuck, you're just going to leave me here? And this is my favorite, this is, this bottom half of this page is the most haunting to me. First, Sue Storm is like, Cyclops, this amnesty, the, the other things Xavier is doing, what are all of you thinking? Like, what the fuck? And then he's like, my family has spent our entire lives being hunted and hated. The world has told me that I was less than, well, I was less when I knew I was more. Did you honestly think that we were going to sit around forever and just take it? And she's like, well, Jesus. of course not. And I think that goes back to, in the uncanny run, mutants were being 
literally rounded up and made illegal and being tortured. It, it and, was the old hate and feared routine without the feared. But these soup, but the superpowers, non-mutant superpowers, they weren't doing anything. They weren't doing anything to stop it. They were like, oh yeah, it sucks. But they weren't doing anything. So now he's like, fuck you. What, you thought we were just going to sit around? Fuck off. I read this page and I said, Cyclops was right. But here's where it gets real creepy. Because if you forgot, Fantastic Four have a fucking mutant son. Now, Valeria is not a mutant. She's just a genius. Her genius isn't a mutant power, is it? Correct. Okay. So, uh... He just goes, please greet your son for me and tell him when he's ready. He has family on Krakoa waiting for him. That is a fucking threat. He said that to the kid's family. And But also, this is what's the brilliant of the way this was drawn. Do you see Reed and Storm? What's going on in that picture? Fists clenched. Their fists are clenched. Like, what the... Like, I this is setting up for like they're gonna fucking steal Franklin. They're gonna kidnap Franklin. This is gonna be an X-Men versus the Fantastic Four. I feel like they're gonna be the first one of the first battles that's gonna happen. And I am here for it. I think I just realized that the things that are highlighted in red on those schematic diagram pages are the, are the things, things they that need the X-Men now. are after. Right now. Yeah, the things that are on high priority. Which leads to, oh my god, alright, let's get into this. Ah, 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 Speaking of Franklin and ah, Omega Mutant. Sorry, I just came. Hickman is like, I'm sick of everybody. Guess what? I'm making a fucking dossier so no one can sit there and say something else. This is what an Omega level mutant is. And these are who the Omega level mutants are. Girl, I had to quit that Emma Frost Facebook page because all it was was bitching about how Hickman left Emma off the list. I was like, I'm glad they did. Need to go. I'm you glad need to they go. did. Come on. You read the explanation, right? Yeah. Because do you know who else is not on this? Xavier. Xavier. And Psylocke. Psylocke, Emma, Xavier, at all different points were called Omega Level. And that's just... It's you can- Gene and Quentin. Yeah. Yeah. I love that he kept Quentin, though. Quentin. I love it. Yeah. You want to read the list? Okay. We have Jamie Braddock, which also... I never knew he was called Monarch before. Well, he, the, he, I thought, wasn't he killed in X-Force? But yeah, like, he'll never die. No, but I just want to know, but that's the thing is like, is he another part of the resurrection or was he resurrected at another time? Everyone's alive. That's what I mean. I, I don't mean, know. I, I think, yeah. what I mean is like, I think Xavier resurrected everybody. Okay. So Jamie Braddock, reality warping. We have uh, Robert Drake, Iceman. Uh, temperature manipulation. His is more than that, though, because he can control, like, he can make them sentient and stuff, so there's something even more going yeah, on. Yeah, notice, like, it all, most of them end in manipulation. Yeah. We have Elixir, uh, Biokinesis. We have Jean Grey for her telepathy. Uh, we have Legion, Power Manifestation. Magneto, magnetism, 
Proteus, which he's 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 there too. What happened at the end of a uh, of that uh, astonishing X Men run where he was the bad guy? He said, "Why won't you let me live?" and exploded. Okay, all right. So that was like up in the air of what that really happened to him. So he's there. Um, uh, Absalom Mercator, Mr. M, matter manipulation. Was he the one from House of M that like uh, district? He's from District X. Yeah, he like looks like uh, he looks like the guy from Poltergeist with like the hat, and he's like tall and skinny. Yep. Hat and suit. Yep. But he he technically did it. He didn't die, did he? I I don't think so. I think he um he cut like they thought he died, and then two characters were like, you don't you don't understand. We saw him, and it was. It was beautiful. Like there, there's some weird. Yeah. Like, no, he didn't die. So that's interesting. They the kept end. him, but they didn't. He did not keep Brian Michael Bendis. Wrote that other Omega level guy. Yeah, the one that they like Xavier hid from everybody. Yeah, he's not on here. Uh, Bendis's run sucked. I liked. I liked it. So calm, calm the fuck down. You don't don't speak ill. If you want to <gasps> say something control. that Bendis did sucked, t- let's talk about Superman. Superman. <laughs> okay, so then we have uh, Bennett Dupere. How do you, Bennett Dupere? Bennett Dupere. Uh, Exodus uh, for telekinesis. Boring. I always hated him. Quentin Quire, Kid Omega, telepathy. Fra- and here it is, Franklin Richards. Powerhouse, reality manipulation. And so far, all of them... It's either Alliance is none, unknown, or Krakoa. He his alliance says human and it's in red. Get him. And then we have Gabriel Summers, Vulcan, energy manipulation. He's back. Hope Summers, power manipulation. So here's uh, the Omega. We could've we could have left Hope off the list. Fuck Hope. Let's can we really kill Hope at some point, please? No, because Omega-level mutants are mutants' greatest natural resources, and they must be protected at all costs. Yes. Oh, wait. Oh, I, oh, I, for, I, count, I skipped over Storm. Storm, <gasps> weather storm, manipulation. Storm, storm is Omega. She's a goddess. She's Omega. She's a goddess. She's Storm. Love it. My thing, though, if Storm is Omega-level, how come she doesn't just stop all droughts? And end global warming. Right? You're going to have to ask Storm. St- Storm, are you listening to this podcast? Call me. Storm. Okay, so here's a fun little turn of events. Uh, we're back at the ambassador meeting with Magneto and the cuckoos. And, uh, and Magneto's like, so... What have we learned? And they're all like, blah, 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 blah. "Uh." And he's like, no, I wasn't talking to you. And the bitches, the cuckoos have just been reading all their minds the entire time. And they're like, nobody says, nobody's real. (laughs) None of these people are ambassadors. I go back to the guy saying, appearing to be one thing while actively being another. They all have hidden agendas. Um, Yeah. And humans are super shady. And, but a lot of them have been fought to uh, hold up psychic barriers. And there's one where she's like, oh, he's doing, he's fighting me. And he's like, get out of my mind. I love 
just it's not just all explaining there's like active there's action things happening at the same time and also i love this is just the perfect balance of developing a world um action intrigue mystery stakes like he has it all i i am so excited and so alive there are a few things that come along that bring out my analytical side twin peaks the return was one morrison's x-men was another yeah finally i just i'm so excited to dive into something and be super pretentious about it and uh so magneto says he's like i gotta tell you it feels really good to say this out loud we're your new gods now. Yeah, yeah, and that is a bold. The fact that he's speaking on behalf of Xavier, that is a fucking bold statement. So it's funny. Notice, so this book is called House of X, and on the map of Krakoa, there is a House of X indicated. There's also a House of M indicated. Um, Magneto's in white. Xavier is in black. The cuckoos are in white. Are they part of House of M? Well, that's the thing. Is like what, what, and then what? Do, what, what worlds do that? Like, what purpose? If they are all in this together, what purposes do they? Do, do, does this all take? Yeah. Why that? Why two houses? Why that separation? Are yeah. we having balls? Are we having balls at night? Or well, or or is it? But is it? Is it like the, the house? Category of, is. Is it like the president, the judiciary, the Congress? Like, is it kind of Maybe. like? Like that. The royal court, yeah, the yeah, the executive branch and the legislative branch. Yeah, like maybe Magneto's in charge of of the war part, and Xavier's the plan. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is it's good. It's fucking good. I know it's really good, and I do wish they didn't um, announce the titles so soon. I, I just really, I want to, I want to enjoy this piece. I agree. I agree. Wondering how it gets to. And they had to do it because it was uh, Comic Con. It was expected. It was expected, but yeah, I would have preferred not to have known. I'm thinking about other things. So this book is very much about politics, religion, like very much about it, and it, things just don't look good. I mean, these mutants are asking to be deified. Um, that never ends well. The other thing I'm thinking is genetic manipulation and dominating species, survival of the fittest, uh, are two things that are very prominent in this book. So I can see why we're going to be getting a lot of sinister and apocalypse later. Yeah. And I think they are heavily involved well, in all of this. Who is writing the Fantastic Four right now? Oh, I can't remember. Because the thing that I find interesting is they're at a point where the X-Men won Franklin, and right now, quite frankly, Franklin isn't very quite happy. Franklin? Quite frankly. And he's Frank not quietly, very powerful. He's, he's losing his powers, and he's all goth, and he doesn't really like his family right now. So if using the current Franklin that's in the Fantastic Four run, he's very vulnerable to just going with the X-Men, especially if Xavier. Impressionable. But can you imagine if Xavier's team. like, oh, those powers? Oh, honey, I can get your powers oh, I back. I got you. I'll get your oh, powers back. You. He will go with them like that. Ugh. Like that. 
and then he'll find out that he's actually a version of his an he's evil actually version a virgin? of his dad from another dimension. He's actually a virgin. Well, I should he's hope. A virgin. No, like, what if this is Maker and he and he? I mean, the guy wants Franklin. Tell yeah. me, this is not Maker. And Tell that me, would, Xavier is in trap somewhere. That would make sense. That would make sense. Uh, but then how did he Magneto's get in, in cahoots with Maker? Because then maybe it's that he can't leave Krakoa because he's not a mutant. And that's why Xavier's maybe. always there. Why Xavier wouldn't go and meet them. He said to me my X-Men in such like a snarky, sarcastic way. To me my X-Men. <laughs> well, what? I believe I said that. What a stinker. Yeah. But he's, does he say, is that, that line's been said before, right? Oh, no, he said it, but like the, the type is so small, like he yeah. whispers it to himself. There's, mm, mm. it's like he, he might as well have used air quotes. Know what I want to happen? I want there to be a, a mousetrap. Do you ever see the movie Mousetrap with Michael Caine and Christopher Reeve? Oh, sure. Yes. You know, where then they just make, they suddenly start making out and you're like, what? <laughs> Yeah. I want like Magneto and Xavier to just like start making just do out. do it. Like Patrick Stewart and <laughs> Ian McKellen have. <laughs> oh my God. Can you imagine if James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender had sex? Oh, yeah. I, would, I would be down for that. I'd be down for that. Well, we did it. We went through it. And I think we should end on, on a more like fun, fun, simple, note. mindless. Um, basically because I got Marvel Alliance 3. Yay, me too. We should Yay. play Yay. Yes. Although, how does that I'm work? I'm struggling. If you're f- I can't get past Ultron. Well, how many past? I'm at Green Goblin. How many past is Ultron? How, oh, like, like how much? Way past. You can't get past Green Goblin. I played it. For, I've only played it for like one. I only played it for like maybe like an like. 30 minutes against him and then I stopped. You gotta just keep picking up his pumpkin bombs and throwing them at him. Yeah, I know, but guess what? Do you play by yourself? I do, but I'm about to, a bunch of my Chicago friends are about to join me on my, like where I'm at in my game. They're playing together. I just joined the online network. So I'm going to ask them, I'm going to create a room and ask them to join my game. So, well, my problem is, is when you play with more than one person, if you both run in opposite directions, yeah, the sometimes the green like the bad guy will disappear off screen and that makes it yeah. impossible to aim the pumpkins yeah, you um the they use the discord app to talk to each other on their phones and i think that makes it more coordinated well this is me with my boyfriend right next to me and we're like oh no me and my husband like i um like i was like hey do you want to play marvel with me he's like sure and it got to the point where my rage, my silent rage was so palpable, like we had to stop. Because I was like, could you please stop running in the fucking opposite direction? Well, after we, after Green Goblin beat us the third time, I was like, I have to stop. And then my boyfriend was like, I can't just stop at a loss. So he's like, I need to play, he's like, I need to play Overwatch and win. <laughs> Is that why he's playing with that loud ass kid in the other room? <laughs> oh, sorry about that. Yeah, he, yeah, he's he's reenacting <laughs> Overwatch. I love it. I love it. Um, we should totally play. I have not gotten to the X-Men yet. I just want to see that cutscene with Nightcrawler jumping out of the Blackbird. That's all I want. That's why I bought the game. <laughs> and it's it's because it's, it's Nightcrawler Psylocke. and Psylocke are the main. 
ones that are just playable, and then you have to unlock later ones. Um, Cyclops is coming in like a DLC. Yeah. In a few months, I think. Colossus too. Where's Emma? I want Emma. Come on. Right. Whatever. She's so great. There is a um, variant cover for Powers of X number three that is Emma Frost in all her various costumes. Love it. Love it. Ugh. All right. I'm going to go play Ultimate Alliance. Do it. You know what I have to do when I play Ultimate Alliance? I'm such a nerd. I have to play in canon teams. So like when I was at Shadowlands, I don't know if you got there yet when you fight the no. Kingpin. I, it was from that Daredevil storyline, so I had to be in like Jessica Jones as a guest star in that in that chapter. So I had to be Luke and Iron Fist and Daredevil, like, I, and I, like I couldn't be anyone else. Uh, like so I couldn't like bring Captain America into that. My favorite is uh, Scarlet Witch. She's good. Yeah, but like I'm fighting Ultron, so I have to be Captain America, Iron Man, Black Widow, and Thor. <laughs> I hate it. Curse my feeble brain. Oh my god. Well, I'm X-Men out. I am too, but I can't wait for next week. Woo! This is great. What a time to be alive. (laughs) Yeah, Trump's president, but at least we have the X-Men. Oh, thank god. All right. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. And if you like what we're doing, let us know. Comment. Rate us on the multiple places you can hear us uh is it still itunes i don't know how much or apple lasting. i think it's apple music or stick apple podcast podcast app yeah stick to your podcast app and uh yeah just just t- give us some sort of feedback because we both have low self-esteem and we need to hear it mm-hmm. and just remember if you read house of x well, I hate to break it to you. Well, that makes you queer. queer. If sexuality even still exists in that world of pod people. It's all a spectrum. Bye. Bye. Bye.